Good morning or good afternoon or good evening, depending on where you're listening from. This is Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge, where we will talk about the challenges and triumphs of living with NBLD. That is on verbal learning disability. And we will not only be talking about the challenges that I have personally, Jennifer Lim herself, but also the challenges that other NBLDers have in their life with having that learning challenge. And I also like to broaden out to other learning challenges like autism and dyslexia and ADHD and um, Asperger's to try to be more inclusive and to compare and contrast the challenges that we all experience as neurodivergence. And I also try to include neurotypicals in it as well as terms of saying that they might experience similar challenges, but to different degrees than neurodivergence do. And to try to say, hey, this is how we can help each other with these challenges. Happy Friday, everybody. At least that's the day I'm recording this. So today's episode will be about NLD and censoring your thoughts before they become sentences. And feel free to apply this to um, other learning challenges as well, or maybe you even need to do this as a neurotypical. I'm not sure because I'm not one. (laughs) Do you censor your thoughts before they become sentences so that they sound okay, normal, or good to you once you speak? Whether you're a neurotypical or neurodivergent, I'm sure we're We all do this to different degrees. I think this might be one of the causes of the migraines I have because I tend to overthink and make situations more complicated than they usually are too often. The first article I want to quote from is titled Uncensoring Ourselves, a conversation on shame with Jez Chun and Tiffany Yu written by Made of Millions team. Quote, that's a good one. I want to transition our conversation over to talk about shame. We wanted to focus the series on how shame plays a role in the treatment gap, which I believe the average is about 14 years. For me, it was 20. For you, it sounds like it was about 20 as well. Looking back on your journey, what role did shame play that kept you from getting the support you needed? Shame has played a part in all intersections of my identities as a queer person, a bisexual person, a neurodivergent person, a woman and non-binary person, a Korean American, first generation, all of those these experiences. I think shame above all has kept me from getting to know myself. I'm so sad for the younger version of me who didn't have access to get to know herself because she thought, oh, I can't even think these thoughts. I'm not allowed to. What a sad thing that is for us to even censor what we think and feel about ourselves, close quote. I also think that I have some unresolved shame from my past childhood trauma. I don't know, sorry, I do know it wasn't my fault. I know that because I didn't know any better, I was only a childhood when 
a child when it started and still felt like one when it ended. But I knew that it felt wrong and that I was the only one who could stop it. The second article is titled, The High Cost of Self-Censoring or Why Stemming is a Good Thing, written in January of 2013 by Musing Off and Espy. As an adult Espy, I often feel that I need to self-censor in social situations, don't say the wrong thing, don't stare at people, but don't forget to make eye contact. Eye contact. Don't laugh at the wrong time, don't speak too loudly or too softly or too often or too infrequently, and above all, don't stem. Close quote. I have these same thoughts as an envial deer. I often have them when I'm around people that don't know about my neurodivergence because then I have to be more cautious of how I act around them. It feels like I need to watch what I say more, put on my mask and pay more attention to what they're saying so I can stay on topic. And I think I even feel those feelings around people that do know about um, me being neurodivergent because I don't I don't want to completely lose um, lose sense of the skills that I have worked on a little bit with social category, and um, sometimes I feel like I feel like I can be myself just because they know I have NLD, and it's like, well, yes, but you still want to not lose them in a topic because they don't because they're not interested in it anymore, so. Yeah, I still have to be mindful about that. <clears throat> the last article I want to reference is titled Stuttering is a Type of Neurodivergence, written on um, 528 of 2021 by Allison Ledevant, who has a master's um, CCCSLP. That's her title. I'm not sure what it stands for. Um, and her pronouns are she, her. Quote, I was conditioned early in my life to believe something was wrong with the way I talked. I was inherently different than everyone else, abnormal and atypical. My speech was something that I needed to change, needed to fix. Everyone seemed concerned about it, even people who didn't know me on a personal level. They would interrupt me and finish my sentences, assuming they could predict the words I hadn't spoken yet. They would tell me, think about what you want to say before you say it. Did you forget your name? Nervous laughter. Take take your time, take a deep breath, relax. Even though I don't stutter, I can't, sorry, close quote. Even though I don't stutter, I can understand where Allison's feelings are coming from because I do the same things before I speak as an unveiled ear. 
I also do it when I am typing emails, texts, or social media posts because I want to make sure that what I'm saying makes sense to others. This can be very challenging for me to do, though, because I'm often not sure what I'm trying to say myself. At least I try to say it and put more thought into it, in this case, that my point, to make sure my point is clear and come across well. Even though I've been doing this process for nine years now, I'm still learning how to improve it. I'm always learning how to do better with my social interactions, especially around those who don't know my neurodivergence and migraines. I mean, who don't know about those two things. And the last article I want to quote from is titled, What Don't We Talk About When We Talk Neurodivergence by Sienna Rothy. Quote, no one likes being laughed at. If there's a chance of being ridiculed or underestimated, many would rather suffer in silence. Because who has the gall to have big ambitions and big ideas when you're bother sorry when you're both ridiculed and underestimated for simply existing and being who you are if there's one thing i want anyone with an spld that special learning disability reading this to take away it's that you are not silly for having ambitions and you are not stupid and undeserving of aspirations it's really easy to lose conviction in yourself when you feel like the only one fighting a corner that no one understands. Unfortunately, a lot of us have spent a long time in the exact sort of environments that inhibit our confidence and ambitions, close quote. So for me, this quote made me flash back on the stories that I've shared in this episode about being made fun of because I wasn't aware of being a victim of bullying in those instances. Um, one that comes to mind with that is, I think I share this in a previous episode um, on this podcast in terms of um, when I was in Girl Scouts, we were at a um, concert and I was dancing and I didn't realize that the other girls were laughing at how I was dancing and I just kept dancing because I was like, you know what? I'm having fun. I don't care if they're laughing at me. Um, and I wasn't aware of um, what was happening in that moment, but looking back, I don't think I would do anything different um, because I... Um, that's who I am and that's who I wanted to be. Um, so I basically stuck up for myself by, um, still dancing in that incident and, you know, not letting them, uh, not letting them think that I cared about what they were doing. Um, And so for me, I still even, I still love who I am, even though I get frustrated and annoyed sometimes with myself. Um, 
I love that I'm a fighter. I love that I never give up trying to make my life easier for myself and others around me because of my neurodivergence and migraines. I also love that I'm not afraid to try new things. I act as if it were impossible to fail because if you never try something new, how will you ever succeed in life or learn new things about yourself? And speaking of trying some new things, I am going to be getting um, an eye exam today to look into getting some migraine glasses, and I plan on reporting back to you guys about that so that those of you who are neurodivergent and have migraines maybe want to try those out. Um, Or if you have migraines and you're not neurodivergent, you can try them out too. I'm sure they'll work um, the same. And, um, I'm also going to go to a drum circle in my neighborhood tomorrow. So I'm trying new things and trying to branch out into different social groups and, um, seeing what works and what doesn't. I hope that encourages you to try some new things as well. And, um, who knows, maybe you'll find a new hobby that you really enjoy and never thought of trying before. I'll talk to you guys next week. I also want to mention to you that I just launched my podcast swag on Wednesday of this week and have a page for it on my website. And I will also send you the link to it in the podcast description. And I will also send it to you in the newsletter that I usually send on out on Fridays. I am now selling t-shirts, water bottles, and a backpack and they all have the podcast logo and title on it and the tagline. So I am looking forward to watching the sales and seeing who buys them and um, spreading the word more about my podcast. I also want to take time to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by Spotify. And if you would like to support this podcast and keep it going, you can donate through Spotify or you can donate through Patreon, which is also a sponsor for podcasts. And on Patreon, I started to put different material up there for $5. You can get some episodes that don't have any ads to it. And for $10, you can get the same episode along with the transcript for it, at least the link to it uh, that is on my website. And you can listen to the episode while you read along to it. And also BetterHelp sponsors this podcast. And BetterHelp is an online therapy program that has helped millions of people get out of um whatever situation that they may be in that it requires therapy, whether that's depression or anxiety, or maybe they're going through a difficult period with um, being a healing from something in their past that happened. I know for myself, I've been in eight years of therapy um, with a different online program than BetterHelp, but I can speak in general terms that therapy is very effective and can help you change your life around for the better. It certainly has done that for mine.
And I provide all the links for these sponsorships in the podcast description if you want to check them out. Thank you. So I hope that episode was helpful to you and that you were able to get something out of it and it was meaningful for you and that you can share that lesson with somebody else that you know who is neurodivergent or neurotypical and will be able to help you with that challenge that um, you feel like arises for you or the lesson that you learned from the episode. And I hope that you take some time to journal about what thoughts or feelings came up for you while you were listening. And I hope that you can um, spread the word about NLD and being neurodivergent and try to spread the awareness with others as well. Thank you for listening to Living with a Miserable Learning Challenge. Talk to you next Friday.